This podcast is brought to you by Stella Artois. When you're planning to enjoy everything Houston has to offer, especially all the great restaurants in our city, start with Estella. Whether you're going to eat with friends or solo, start with Estella. Stella Artois. Enjoy responsibly. I am joined this week by the chef owner of Fat Bao, Kasushi, and I Know the Owner, a new bar in the Heights. Pak Choi, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. You know, I always like to kind of dive into someone's background for these interviews. So tell me a little bit about how you you entered the world of professional cooking. Um, I grew up in it. I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> My family always had a restaurant, so basically I... Grew up in a restaurant since 12, 13 years old. Was that here in Houston? What restaurant was it? Uh, it was actually my parents' restaurant. So they had two restaurants, I mean, which they don't own anymore, and they sold over the years. One was actually in Jersey Village, Jones area. Well, it was called uh, Joy Garden. It was like a, um, I guess you can say, Americanized Chinese restaurant. So then they had that for probably a decade. And then afterwards, they had opened another one in spring. That was called Golden Jade. And then about another decade afterward, they basically retired. So how did you go from working in your parents' restaurants? Because I met you at Fatbow. That's, that's kind of where I know you from. But how did you, how did you go from your parents' places to, to opening Fatbow roughly 10 years ago, I guess? Uh, so basically, my parents were retiring. They asked me if I wanted to take it over. And I was like, I mean, I was still young, or I guess, you know, whatnot. But then I was like, you know what? Yeah, just go ahead and retire. I'll figure it out on my own. And, but afterwards, I actually wanted to learn um, how to make sushi. So therefore, I did that prior to opening the Fat Bow. Where did you learn to make sushi? The first, well, actually, <laughs> the the real place that taught me was YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> basically, that would apply to everywhere, and nobody would give me a job because I didn't have experience. So then <laughs> I logged on to YouTube and... I basically searched how to, you know, make sushi. And then I got a little bit of experience from there. And then and then after that, I finally scored my first job. And it was actually at a place called Edojin, which is still there now. I believe it's like on this, you know, probably a new owner by now. But it's uh, it's in Cyprus, Parker, Cyprus. That's the first place that ever I landed a sushi job. All right. So you worked in, you worked at your parents' Chinese restaurants. Sure. You, you kind of dabbled in sushi. How did you how did you come to decide that what you really wanted to do was do bao buns with I mean you guys have you have everything pork belly soft shell crab bulgogi beef I mean it's it's really global well it's it's pan asian for sure how did how did you kind of develop that concept It was me and my buddy so obviously we both have like you know I guess restaurant experience at the same time but you know we were really trying to do ramen too but then we just couldn't cuz I mean I guess at the time we did ramen as a special so not very many People knew what ramen was back in the days, I guess you can say. It was probably too new. Um, so we did bows and then um, we basically kind of looked at it as like, you know what, like kind of looked at it as like, how can we do various, because everybody only is, always serves it like a Peking duck. So we're like, you know, why can't we do it with other proteins, pork belly, bagogi, you know, we do fried chicken. Right, right. Well, and David Chang had kind of made the pork belly one. Oh, for sure. He definitely famous, right? Like you said, so you're kind of riffing on a path that he kind of cleared for you a little bit. Oh, shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to him. 
right. So, so tell me a little bit about kind of opening Fatbow and getting that off the ground because it, it was, I mean, it was very different. Like, you know, we always love to complain that there are, are no good sandwiches in this town, but you guys were doing something a little different. And as, as I remember, I mean, it caught on pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, uh, it was, it was good. I mean, of course everything was a slow start, but when we opened, I guess nobody really knew what a bow was and we had to like slowly introduce it to people. We had to explain it to people. And it's one of those things you just, you know, it's, it's this new guests don't know so we just gotta keep pushing keep pushing and at one point i think we were literally putting in a special like every two days just to like get stuff out there because it was just having that like you know what just gotta keep moving forward you know so i mean and afterwards i think um we got a lot of good help and then overall we got a good you know we received really good uh feedback so you know i think it it took off yeah i mean i remember i mean i remember going there for like i said the pork belly Social crab and those those avocado fries. So you open the first fat bound at Kirby, you do another one at U of H, you do another one in Sugarland. Let let's fast forward to Kasushi, which I think you opened what in, in 2018. 20 uh no, it was actually in 2015. We're actually uh hitting our eighth year anniversary this year. Okay. Actually, no, no, next one. Sorry, next one. All right. So so tell me about bringing sushi to the heights, because I think when you did it. There was Soma on Washington, but there wasn't anything. I don't think there was a proper sushi restaurant in the Heights when you opened. No, there wasn't. Um, I guess, I guess also part of that was also credit to the landlord because he, you know, he really wanted to have a sushi restaurant in the Heights. And at the same time, there was, there wasn't really any. And prior to that, years before that, I was always in the Heights and I actually worked in the Heights. So therefore I was like, okay, cool. You know I mean? I thought that was actually a really good idea. I mean, obviously we've been there for eight years, you know, still going. So you know, I think at the end we made a really good decision. Dive, dive a little deeper with me. I mean, you know, you, you know, you opened with an incredible selection of of Japanese and other Asian whiskeys. You had a really good cocktail oh, yeah. program. Yeah. Talk about kind of building out that concept because it, it it wasn't just like it, it wasn't just a regular like a run of the mill sushi restaurant. You had you had some more ideas going on. Correct. Um, I guess you know we really wanted to you know I guess focus on not just the sushi, but of course you know with the drinks that comes with it too. You know, so like. You know, for our cocktails, you know, we we do carry a you know a nice selection of Japanese whiskeys. You know, I mean, we try to have almost everything, but of course, you know, our bar can only fill up so much space. So we we try to carry you know what's available and also what's limited. So you know, obviously, people will always want that niche. I think at one point we we had the Yamazaki Sherry Cast, which was only like I think two came to Texas. So you know, we try to we try to be on top of that as much as possible. But of course, cocktail game wise, good drinks, good food. Why not? You know, so there's there's more than just, you know, leaching martinis, I guess, so to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So like you said, you've been there for eight years. I mean, how has it evolved? Like, what are you doing now that you you weren't doing in 2015? Um, I guess, you know, our bar is definitely bigger now because, you know, I mean, we, we, we have a good bar program. And then, of course, the guest loves a bar dining experience. We've also expanded our patio, which at the time I didn't even knew that, you know, myself. Like we have a few guests that will tell us like, oh, you know what? You're actually one of the only Japanese restaurants that actually has a patio. And I'm like, huh? I actually never thought thought about that actually. So that's definitely, you know, evolved. We expanded the patio, we've expanded the bar. I mean, we've changed some of our even sitting layouts to you know, how to like figure out how to maximize. And of course, you know, with COVID happening, we had to be smart with how to maximize people. Right. I mean, that that was a real leg up. I mean, you know, the pandemic is kind of when I embrace sushi to go for the first time it, it wasn't something that that had ever been appealing to me but but 
you cut me off for uh, six weeks or two months or whatever, you know, I start to get, I start <laughs> to get a little, a little needy and, and sort of embrace it. Have you found that, that people still like appreciate that or are you basically like mostly dine in at this point? Um, I think we're, we're pretty much dine in heavy. We obviously have to go, but you know, it's not as much. I mean, I think people at the end of the day, I mean, as hot as it is right now, I mean, people still want to go out and just have a good time. So let's fast forward to now. You just opened I Know the Owner a couple of months ago. Tell me kind of what the idea was behind I Know the Owner. Because we haven't, I mean, Linda and I talked about it on the show maybe a month or two ago, but but we haven't said that much about it. So how it opened was, I mean, I guess first we can back up to the name. And um, Carla has, well, Carla is actually my partner GM. So during COVID, everybody, you know, like when it was like 30%, like we had to limit how many people can come in. So we would get a lot of guests that would basically be at the door and they would say, I know the owner. So like, you know, try to, you know, come in. And then they're like, no, you know, we're trying to maintain this thing. So basically she was like, you know what? For every dollar or whatever people say, I know the owner, we can just open a bar after this. And fast, <laughs> <laughs> fast forward, here we are. So I know the owner. And also on top is, you know, with the name too, is that we want to provide the service that when people come in that, they know the owner as in like, you know, a very good hospitality experience. Right. So, so tell me a little bit about kind of how you've created that hospitality experience. Tell me how you're, you're achieving that goal. You know, something, something, I guess is like, we do welcome cocktails here. So therefore, I mean, so, you know, one is just like, you know, what, just come in, just have a good time. Obviously, you know, we want that, you know, we like that, I guess the staycation, staycation, am I using the word correctly? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, it's, you know, of course, you know, everybody's, you know, there's a lot going on. So when you're here, we just want you to relax. Let's have a good time. Either drink, food, or even just a simple welcome cocktail and grab, grab some food. Right. So so tell me about the food. I mean, what are you what are you serving? So the food right now is like, I guess you can say it's like Latin Asian. So we have a mix. And uh, right now we, we sell a lot of uh, empanadas. We do have, we have like a uh, tamal. We do like some seafood dishes. We have some crudos. We have like a, uh, I guess you can say like a Japanese style crudo. And then kind of mixed with like a uh, Mexican pink salt. And then uh, we also do like a Macau style sandwich. And um, yeah, we also actually recently just uh, dropped in a um, cappuccino. Very nice. So basically everything is pretty you know, Latin and Asian. And then tell me about the drinks. The drinks are basically we do. Obviously, they're going to be seasonal right now. So um, we do a theme, you know, right now is obviously tropical season. So I mean, everything is like fruit for it, I guess you can say. And then how's it going? I mean, you've been at it for a couple of months. I mean, I know summer's brutal in some ways because it's so hot. Nobody wants to go anywhere. But Oh, yeah. Everybody's out of town and whatnot. Right. So far, we've actually been getting a pretty good uh, feedback. It's actually building up little by little, which is actually pretty good. Every every week, I think we're seeing an increase, which is awesome. You know, I think one of the things you've got going for you is that you're open late. So maybe talk about... Oh, for uh, sure. Talk about talk about kind of your hours and, and kind of how that's influenced the crowd you're drawing, right? When we just close on Mondays, uh, we are open at four every day. Um, and we close at 12 on the weekdays. And then we close at two on the weekends. However, the kitchen is actually open late. So whenever, so basically the kitchen closes when the bar closes. So if you were to come in on a Tuesday and you were coming at 11 o'clock or 1130, grab some food and drinks, they're both open. The, the kitchen does not close early. That's rare in the Heights, right? There aren't there aren't that many places that do things like that. 
Yeah, for sure. That's why even like, you know, we actually get a good amount of industry industry people who come in because because they don't even they they actually want a place for themselves to come eat too. So which is awesome. You know, so we're here till you know, we're here till close. I mean, we, you know, we all get it every I mean, after a shift, you're tired, you just wanna just get something simple or not even simple, you know? Yeah, so a good drink and a crudo, a, a sandwich, like yeah, what's not to like? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got empanadas, I mean, late night, or even beer. I mean, we have simple, you know, we have from cocktails to beer, you know, tequila, you know, we've got it. The other thing I want to ask you about is your, you know, I know that you've been a partner in a couple of other projects. You're you're affiliated with Ayasushi and Bel Air, and you you had a moment when you were involved with Kalba. Right. So tell me about how that kind of came together. I mean, you're so well, obviously Kalba started first. Yeah. How did you get How did you get brought into Kalba? What was the relationship that led to that? The relationship there was. Uh, Actually, it was one of my good friends growing up from high school. He messaged me and because he know obviously knows what you know I've been in the restaurant business. So he messaged me and said, Hey, a friend of mine has a restaurant and I think uh she could use some help. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, sure, you know, like send me the information, you know, we can talk about it. Let's see, you know. And then, you know, of course, I was busy at the time. So what I did was I basically just looked it up the restaurant, see what was needed, and I was like, All right, cool, send this to your friend. They got this, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't even need to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just doing this because you're asking me because we're good friends. So I'm like, you need help? Cool. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, she wants to meet. And I'm like, I was like, well, well really, what for? Because like, I already gave you all the information. You don't really, I don't even need, need to be there. But then <laughs> they're like, okay, you know, because I was like, I already gave you all the information. Like, why do you even need me there? I'm like, just do this with your menu. You know, you can change a few things. You're good. You know, and then afterwards, she was oh, she wants to meet. And obviously that's Nikki. And then like, so we finally met. Well, I guess the more I found out, she has a restaurant in Vietnam and then she has restaurants, the restaurant here. And then, you know, her time is basically always back and forth. So I guess she was trying to look for a like, partner slash operator, so to say. And then at the time, that's also where I met my new partner now from Aya. And then so therefore, because they were, I guess, you know, everybody was just starting at the same time. So then how did you and, and your new partner, I, I think that's Bruce, right? Bruce. Yes. So how did you and Bruce decide that? The next thing was going to be a sushi restaurant in Bel Air. You know, the main key was obviously Yoshi-san. You know, he's got his own flair. So, I mean, the main key was obviously, you know, like we had looked in Bel Air and then, um, you know, we actually we had looked at a lot of places, but then, you know, whenever we saw Bel Air, we was just like, okay, you know what, that was, I, I'm not sure exactly what the word to say or what we thought, but, you know, we were like, you know, we felt good, you know what I'm saying? And then we went to Bel Air, obviously with Yoshi-san and it's just all working out pretty good. Talk to, talk to me about Aya because it's it's an interesting place in the sense that like it really, as you said, Yoshi-san is incredibly talented. He's worked at Uchi. He's worked at Aki. Like obviously he's a Japanese. Yeah. Immigrant. So 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 mainly we, you know we left. I mean obviously we me and Yoshi-san met at Ka. You know we mainly met at Ka, so we got to know each other very well throughout the years. And then Bruce can eat sushi literally every day. So therefore, so we were like you know we always talked about it. I can't remember if we were talking, you know, we had found a space first or had met with Yoshi-san first. I want to say we had met with Yoshi-san first, if I'm correct. But um, we kind of like, I mean, I kind of saw the vision of what, you know, obviously the what once was the Bernie Burgess plus space. And we turned it into, you know, Aya Sushi, you know. So I don't know. I don't know where I actually started. I guess, you know, it was just, you know, love of food. Right. But I mean, it's it's pretty ambitious, right? I mean, like, I you know, I remember talking to, Chris Morris, who's the beverage director, when you opened, and and I was like looking at the menu, kind of looking at the prices, looking at the the omakase that Yoshi-san does. I mean, you're kind of doing 
you know, you want to be kind of on the same level as Uchi, Kata, you know, any of those places. And and so, first of all, tell me whether or not you agree with that. And then and then tell me how you feel that you're if you do agree with me, tell me, tell me how whether you think you're you're kind of meeting that standard. No, I mean, of course, all those are those are all good restaurants, too. You know, but of course, we want to provide something good and not just again, not just food wise. Of course, the drinks that are, you know, with it, too. And I mean, you know, you know, for Aya, I mean, we're the, I believe we are the only shish restaurants that offers a pairing with the Mokase, if I'm correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that, like, that's always first and only are, are very dangerous words in, in this town where there's so many restaurants. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I will say that the, the thoroughness of the sake pairing that, that Chris is doing right now, I haven't, I haven't seen anything like that anywhere else. In town. Yeah. He's doing an amazing job. He's doing an amazing job. So, you know, for I me, mean, like for us, I think that's, that's actually obviously with Yoshi-san and Chris, you know, doing both, I guess, doing both spectacular things. I think we have a really good thing, you know, going on. And also we just got recognized from, you know, Wine Spectator. So that's definitely another plus. Right. So you're you're kind of heading towards the year mark. I mean, are you satisfied with how the restaurant's doing? I mean, I, I know you guys are getting kind of hamstrung by all that construction in the center. Yeah, I mean, the construction definitely hurt us a little bit, but at the same time, it's also summer, so it's kind of like a little bit of both. So, I mean, and for the people who've never been there, so when they do drive by, they kind of, you know, they kind of be like, oh, what, what's in there, you know what I mean? But, you know, and then for people who doesn't, you know, you're literally looking at construction sites, so there's really also not much to look at. So we basically have to just keep moving forward, you know, figure out a way to reach guests, I guess, so to say. You know, I mean, we're probably, we're reaching our, one year mark actually we're actually we're actually one year mark next month as well so you know and of course some people still don't even probably have never heard of us so so you know we need to i guess you know just trying to get the word out there too yeah i mean yeah you have this kind of incredible very personable sushi chef who does these kind of theatrical omakases and and i, I sort of joke about chris as a beverage guy it kind of reminds me of the the record shop clerks from the movie High Fidelity with John Cusack, where they're they're kind of snobs about their taste in music, uh, but they're also right most of the time. <laughs> Don't tell so, Chris. Right. <laughs> so so Chris is so Chris is kind of that when it comes to like wine and and spirits. He knows way more than you ever will. He's not shy <laughs> about telling you that, but he's also usually right. So I can tolerate that. It's more <laughs> it's more acceptable. Is this on recording? He's gonna love this. Oh yeah, he's gonna yeah. This is gonna be his. Uh, he's gonna clip this and, and put this on Facebook. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we've kind of gone through your your current projects. There's an Izakaya in Sugarland that I that I don't know the name of and haven't asked you about. Izakaya Ten. I'm I know nothing about this. What are what are you doing so, in Izakaya Ten? That's Izakaya Ten is based. Ten means actually heaven in Japanese. So therefore, basically, it's just a Japanese pub, very casual. The main difference that sets the other places apart is basically the different part is that we, you know, it's more hot food and grilled food and fried food. Obviously, we have sushi too, but then it's definitely more, you know, there's more options for like, you know, hot grilled stuff. Right. Skewers. Like Skewers, correct. Beef, grilled chicken, tempura, all that stuff. Correct. Yeah, but we do chicken from, you know, skin, thigh, wing, leg, grilled sausage, a little bit more family style. All right, so I know you love all of your restaurants equally. I would never ask you to pick a favorite. Is there <laughs> is there a certain style, like is there is there one that you want to do another one of more than the others? You want to do another bar, another izakaya, another sushi restaurant? Like, 
like what what are your future plans? What do you what do you most want to do next? Well, actually, I can tell you what's next already. We're actually doing a taco shop. Oh, okay. It's going to be called Little Taco Shop. <laughs> Where is that? It's actually right. It's actually uh, near next to Fat Bow. Oh, uh, on Kirby. Yep, literally two doors down. Is that the old bakery space? Correct. Okay. So, like street tacos, like what kind of tacos? Uh, yeah, street tacos. We're, we're aiming to open. I don't know. I mean, soon would be the word, but obviously, we we're you know, everything always comes up. So I don't even know a projected date. Yes. But September, October, kind of soon. I mean, I would hope September, but I'd be lucky if I can get September. But if if it goes to plan, it's <laughs> maybe September, October, but. All right. So what made you want to do a taqueria instead of anything else you could have done? So, Obviously you're not going to do, you're not going to do sushi with Sushi King and Kata Ravada across the street. I get that. But so how it actually started was, I guess you can say is that one of my main cooks at Ka, you know, during family meal times, he would always obviously make family meal. And then sometimes there'll be tacos. And then, you know, fast forward, find out that his family owns and runs taco stands in Mexico. So I was like, what? So therefore, you know, he obviously cooks them. And then uh, he even helped me out with over here. Like, you know, I know the owner. So therefore we're like, you know what? I think we could probably, you know, let's give it a go. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, the tacos are really good. I mean, everything is, everything is homemade. So I'm just like, it's probably one of the best tacos I've had. And that's kind of hard because, you know, we have a lot of good tacos in Houston. I mean, it's an ambitious thing to do tacos in Houston because there's so many choices. And, and I mean, you know, nothing from nothing. You're doing tacos you know, across the street from Pico's in the same parking lot as Papacitos, El Tiempo's down the street, good companies on the other side of the freeway. I mean, you know, there's a lot of choices. No, for sure. So obviously we're always going to be counter service. It's a small space. We're doing counter service. We're doing street tacos, you know, where it's not going to be, I, I guess, a full on a fajita plate, I guess, so to say, you know, so we're just doing taco simple, you know, um, some apps, you know, we'll have some, you know, good margaritas. So we'll do breakfast tacos as well. And then, um, I probably would try to shoot to close at 12. That's in, that's probably in the planning. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, before I let you go, we have to play the lightning round. Five lightning easy round. questions, five short answers. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. Hak Choi, what is your favorite ingredient? Onions. What is the first band you ever saw in concert? I don't recall. <laughs> I don't recall at all. Fair enough. What is your, uh, what is your fast food guilty pleasure? It has to come from a restaurant with a drive through from driving McDonald's. Who is your favorite Houston sports figure, past or present? Ooh, past or present? Uh, James Harden. And then finally, what is the new Houston restaurant you are dying to try but haven't been to yet? Hmm, I've been seeing a lot of... Uh, uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. There's so many. Ooh, ooh, there are so many. I think I have like three on my head. Can I see all three? <laughs> sure. Fire away. Uh, Benny Chow. Albi, and there was one more. I can't think of the name, so I guess that's two. All right, good enough. Give us the give us the website and social media for as many of your places as you want to rattle off. Fat Bao, Ka Sushi, I know the owner. Fat Bao Houston, Ka uh, underscore Sushi underscore HDX. Aya Sushi underscore, I know the owner, HTX. Isakaya 10 underscore. I'm trying to think, is there anything else? I believe that's it, right? I think that's everything. I believe so. I mean, oh, I guess the thing to say is that, you know, obviously with the, uh, the one thing I do want to say is that I guess the 
uh, the Aya team is no longer a part of the Kalba team. Oh yeah, yeah. We should right. You were involved with Kalba. You have you have parted ways with Kalba. Now it's just Nikki. Nikki Tran is running it on her own. Yes. All right. Uh, well, thank you for doing this. It was a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week.